The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball NBA DFS podcast. Today is Friday, October 11th. And I am joined right now by our good friend, Mr. Language Olympic himself, Andrew. Andrew, how are we doing today, man? Doing great, Mike. Thanks a lot for having me. I'm excited to join the team officially here out on the court in action. I uh, have really enjoyed listening to you and Coach so far with the preseason episodes and these first few DFS nights in the preseason. So really excited to be out here with you. Yeah, no. So uh, for those of you that don't know, um, Andrew Hansen, uh, our good friend, Language Olympic, at Language Olympic, L-A-N-G-U-A-G-E-O-L-Y-M-P-I-C. If you need to spell it, go follow him. Uh, Andrew is going to be doing a few shows with us uh, per week now. Uh, you know, Coach has the night off tonight, if you haven't noticed. Uh, that's why you have me over here leading it with my with my terrible intros. I'm no coach, Andrew. Uh, yeah. I, you know, he the guy is a genius with the intros and the outros. Um, but you know, I just want to get let you give you now. Take a minute. Uh, tell tell everybody a little bit about yourself, how you got into this, and uh, you know what you've been doing over here with us over at Hoopball, and you know, and then we're gonna jump right into this. We got seven games, but I feel like everybody should know who you are, man. Yeah, well, thanks. So I, I played some hoops in college. I played JV basketball at Princeton. I also played baseball, and so I stopped playing basketball to focus on baseball. And then I was an independent scout traveling around the country for a couple of years, sending some reports to uh, NBA contacts, and then I started doing DFS. So about the last five years, I've done a lot of NBA and NFL DFS, and uh, that's that's how I got here. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, I was never – a good hooper hooper. I mean, I was okay in high school. I wasn't anything special. So, you know, I always, uh, I always think it's cool when I get to talk to the guys who actually were able to go above the high school level and play and you played at Princeton, man. It's pretty good. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do this, man. I'm excited to do this with you. We we're gonna have a lot to talk about. It's, it's nice to get a different voice. I feel like me and coach are just finishing each other's sentences at this point. So <laughs> right. it's, good, it's good to get a little break, but, uh, man, I'm looking forward to this. We got a lot to get through. Um, obviously before we go any further, I just wanted to bring up, uh, and, you know, say a big thank you to our uh, presenting sponsors over there at fantasy draft, you know, fantasy draft, again, the only rake free, uh, fantasy website that is out there and, you know, get in there guys, the, the Hooters main event. It's just, it's just the contest you need to be in there. It's 500,000 guaranteed rake free. And if you go sign up now using promo code hoopball, uh, you could try out that good rake free, Andrew for a free week. So I don't, I don't know if you've been uh, dabbling in over there at fantasy draft on any of the, uh, the football contests, but you know, I've been, I've been dipping my toes in the water and just, man, I, I, this rake free stuff is just unreal. Uh, the difference it makes when you're seeing your winnings, it's just, it's astronomical. I mean, I, I have you, have you, have you been messing around with it at all? I mean, what's your take? Yeah, on I, I'm, oh yeah. I'm signed up. I checked out the first week of NFL and I, I can't wait for the NBA contest to start once we get to the regular season. And, you know, over there, you don't have to calculate on, say, a head-to-head what the rake is. Is it is it 15%? You know, what is it that is going to the house? So that's a huge benefit. Uh, it's, it's, it's one thing that I, I always put a lot of emphasis and stress on is, you know, knowing your contest, knowing your rake. And like you said, calculate, and that's important. And, you know, we, we, get, to, we get to take a back seat on that and just sit back knowing that they're collecting nothing. And uh, we can actually hopefully collect when we win, but... We got a lot to get to tonight, man. Um, I feel like we should just jump right into it. Uh, seven games again. Uh, we'll just throw it out there before we jump in there. Uh, rate and review, man. You know, go out there. I want to, if you're listening, go follow. Uh, go follow Andrew. Uh, he's just another another person. If you don't, if you're looking to get a hold of me or Coach, we're not there. Andrew's our third wheel right now. He's kid's unreal. He knows his stuff. Um, I would put my word on it. So, uh, if you ever have any questions, just go give him. Uh, go give him a little tweet. Uh, DM whatever it has to be, and he'll probably be able to get to you if I if one of us can't. So um, let's jump into this, man. Rate and review when you could, guys. It's it means a world to us. It's what 
gives us our recognition when we know if we're doing the right thing or the wrong thing is only in ways by seeing your rates and reviews and your comments. So we appreciate it. And uh, let's just go, man. It's We got our first game on the slate. Uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is when the slate's going to lock. There's seven games on it. And I guess we could just start uh, with what looks like one of the more boring games on the night, which would be uh, you know Cleveland versus Detroit. So uh, that's going to be the first game we're going to touch on. And, you know, I feel like it would be rude if I didn't let you go first, uh, you know, being being your first time on our show. So uh, let's see, man. Why don't you start on take us over with Cleveland? Okay, sure. So I, I got to watch a, a little bit of their opening preseason game. Um, and one guy that jumped out at me was Tristan Thompson. They really seem to have an emphasis in that first half getting the ball in the post beeline wanting to work through him uh, he went with for 14 10 and 3 in 26 minutes so if if he's going to play that amount of minutes uh, i don't see why the offensive focus would change it is a tougher front court that he's going to be dealing with with drummond and blake but he's someone to consider and then larry nance jr i mean he's just one of those guys that with 20 plus minutes and that's what he got in the first game he puts up great numbers he looks like he's jumping out of the gym so he's somebody i would look at for cleveland as well so you're you're primarily just sticking in that front court then you want nothing to really do with the backcourt guys uh sex and exactly. garland exactly and, and i think that's fair um just because you know there are a few options in there um you know it's also cleveland let's not forget and i i like how you brought up uh you know the fact of who they're playing it's detroit so the front court is they're going to have to get up They're, You know, that seems like a right time to kind of target Tristan Thompson uh, and Larry Nance is when they're going against Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. So, um, you know, I, I agree with you on both those guys. I think both those guys are two guys that I would have my eye on as well. Um, I would look at a little Garland too, maybe a little sex. And one of those guys can easily have a great game. I would probably rather go with Garland. I just um, think he's probably a little bit more tooled to have a good game in this kind of scenario. So, um, those are the only three guys I'm looking at. You can always look at Chetty too. Uh, small forward is generally pretty pretty lackadaisical on uh, on nights, but we do have seven games, so we might not need to go to Chetty. But outside those four options, uh, I don't know about you, Andrew. That's kind of where I'm just I'm just keeping mind. Um, I don't feel like we need to get too cute. Don't you know? Don't buy into the Brandon Knight starting lineup kind of thing. I'm all set with that. Exactly. All right, man. That's it. You just did your first team. Sounded good. I like it. <laughs> so we're going to move on to Detroit now. Uh, you know, Detroit, we kind of saw these guys get a little bit of a minutes uh, increase last game. Uh, being Blake and Drummond, they got to play a little bit more than their first allowance uh, of like 12 to 18 minutes. So uh, I'm going to I'm gonna take a hard stance and just not playing Blake Griffin. Um, I'm not going to play him a lot during at all this year during the regular season either. It's just I think this is Andre Drummond's team. Um, if I'm playing anybody on this team, it would probably be just Andre Drummond. I'm good with anybody in the backcourt. Um, I think it's simple here. You can look at Christian Wood pivot, uh, but after seeing him only play, you know, very limited minutes on a, on a, a situation where he's on the roster bubble right now, he's fighting for a roster spot and he's struggling to get minutes. So um, I, I think I'm just going to play a little bit of Drummond and it's just hoping that he gets a nice quick double-double in limited minutes. Yeah, he's quite good at getting quick double-doubles, so wouldn't surprise me if he does it again. The only other guy I might look at for Detroit would be Derrick Rose. Interesting that he's priced higher than Reggie Jackson, but that's because he's coming off the bench and getting up a lot of shots. He went 18-2-5 in their last game out. So I might, you know, if I'm playing 15 or 20 lineups, I'm going to have one one lineup with Derrick Rose in it. Yeah, I don't knock that. Um, I'm... I'm a Rose truther, I think, man, now. It's just at this point in his career, I think you have to root for the guy. After seeing everything he's been through, you know, it used to be the running joke where everyone's always making fun of his knees and stuff, but I don't think there's a per, like a, a true basketball fan out there who's not rooting for that guy right now. Especially to see that success last year and then the emotion on his face, you know, when he's interviewed on the court after that big game. I agree. It's, it's, it's fun to see that redemption story. And I think that's a good segue uh, right into the next game when we're looking at the Chicago Bulls versus the Indiana Pacers. So I'll let you have your choice right here, Andrew. Which team do you want to start with? Well, let me chat about uh, Chicago because I really enjoyed watching them against the Pelicans, and that was one game that I stacked the other night. And the guy who jumped out at me was Otto Porter. I mean, he just looked 
bigger, stronger, more aggressive than I remember him in Washington. And I liked watching Levine, Porter, and Sadoransky. So, again, playing 15 or 20 lineups, this is one game I would stack with with one lineup because uh, I think there's a lot of correlation between those three. So th- those are the three guys I'm looking at. Um, I know Coach likes Gafford off the bench. Not getting great minutes, and now with Cornette back, probably not worth too much of an emphasis. So maybe just one lineup with Levine, Porter, and Sadoransky. And by the way, Levine and Porter's price already going up from earlier in the week, so not as much of an opportunity. But you know, in the preseason slate here, price often isn't a huge issue, but they are getting more expensive. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'm glad you brought up the Gafford thing because we have to focus on that. Wendell Carter Jr. has been out; um, he's listed as questionable, but he did fully practice. So uh, the odds of him playing are slight. You know, they're increased. He still might sit just because he's been kind of battling and hampered by multiple nagging injuries over the past uh, several weeks and leading into the preseason. But um, if he does play, I'm just going to go complete Fadesville on the front court. Um, I don't. I just don't think any one of those guys getting you know 20 minutes would be enough I think they would need a little bit more just because of the size of the slate Um, again we're both kind of the GPP mindset where I'm looking for a little bit more upside than just guys that are going to get me the 24 or 23 Um, for me it's going to be Porter Levine I'm still gonna this backcourt is still just jumbled up Uh, you know Kobe White has been playing absolutely phenomenal Chris Dunn is Chris Dunn and then we also have Sadoransky so those three guys, you know, all of them kind of splitting the minutes up is is a little, uh, a little obnoxious. I, I'm I'm okay with it. I don't mind if you wanted to play any one of those guys in a tournament. I don't think you could really trust any of them for cash. If you were, it would probably be Kobe. Um, but for me, I'm just going to probably avoid all three of them. So for, that's kind of where I'm at with this. You don't need to go to the Thad Young. He's just the veteran who doesn't need to see big minutes this preseason. So. It's Levine, it's Porter uh, for me. Otherwise, I'm probably not going to look at him. Agreed on the backboard there, yeah. How about Indiana? Who do you like there? Well, Indiana's a fun team to watch, I think, this year, man. It's going to be fun, especially once they get Oladipo back. I'm a big Brogdon fan. So um, I think for this for this kind of game, we're going to be looking at the usual suspects. And Indiana's going to be the kind of team that could break a slate because they do have five guys in their starting lineup and any one of these guys can go off on any single night and be the guy that's called. They're all going to be relatively low-owned as well. So, uh, you know, the obvious names, Jeremy Lamb, Brogdon, Warren, um, on the wing, I think all those guys are in play. we kind of seen what all of them could already do during the, uh, their own, you know, respective preseason games where they went off. You know, uh, Brogdon, the one game with 13 assists, Warren dropped 30 points, and Lamb last game had a good one. So I'm looking at all those guys. And then the jumble between, uh, you know, Turner and Sabonis in the front court, uh, I would probably rather play Sabonis just because I feel like he's just the better rebounder, uh, the better scorer. And in the limited minutes, I would rather rely on the guy scoring and rebounding than the guy that needs defensive stats necessarily to get there. So that's kind of where I'm at with those. Um, I'm not going to have any any Turner um, and I'm going to probably split up a couple shares between the wings, and I might buy in on a little bit of Sabonis as well. Yeah, I, I agree. Sabonis is my favorite play there. All the starters played 19 minutes in that last game, and the one thing I'm curious about is jet lag. They've traveled back from overseas. They have had five days to recover, so perhaps it won't be a big issue. But yeah, the concern there is if they're going to play 19 or 20 minutes. Uh, they are low priced, though. Brogdon, Lamb, and Sabonis, and Sabonis is much cheaper than Turner, and you're right, Turner gets the defensive stats, he had five blocks in the last game, but hard to count on that, and yeah, I'm just in love with Sabonis, so I, I can't I can't go through a slate without getting him in a couple lineups. Yeah, and I, I, you know, if you wanted to take a GPP flyer on a guy like, uh, you know, Aaron Holiday, because if you're if if they continue that trend that you mentioned and they do play these guys 18 19 minutes um that's going to be one of the guys that primarily benefits so he's part of their future they want to see what they have tj leaf's questionable uh goga's already been ruled out so a lot of the other youth is is kind of you know already not playing or we already know what's going on with them so he's still a guy that you know kind of wants to show a little something so i wouldn't i wouldn't knock you for it but Again, this is going to be our first seven-game slate of preseason. A lot of the other ones were three or four, where you know you don't you don't have as many chances to take. You know, there's not as many guys to choose from. The player pool is a lot smaller, so 
Um, I don't think we need to go there, though. I think we can we can be a little picky here now, Andrew. You know what I mean? We don't we don't need Absolutely. to sit there and settle on any of these guys and their eighteen point nights just because it's preseason. That's right. All right, that's all I got for them. Uh, I think we're ready to move on. And uh, third game of the night, we're looking at the Celtics versus Magic. Um, 7 o'clock again, so this is going to be the last of the 7 p.m. bunch on Eastern Standard Time. Um, kick us off, man. Who do you like, Orlando, Boston? Let me start with Boston. They're the team I've followed the most over the years, shared season ticket holder there for a number of years, Ooh. and really excited about this new group. The chemistry is just, you can already tell, it's much better than last year. Uh, love Kemba, his energy. So yeah, can't wait to see how the season plays out for them. I, I really enjoyed Carson Edwards. You know, he came off the bench in their preseason game on Sunday against Charlotte, and it looked like he was still in the NCAA tournament, just hitting clutch three after clutch three. So he's somebody I'm going to keep an eye on throughout the preseason and early in the season because I think he's going to get rotation minutes. But the caveat here in this game is that Romeo Langford might play. That's the latest news I heard. If he plays, I think he's going to pick up a lot of the usage off the bench. So I'm probably going to shy away from all of the lead guards for Boston in this game. The other news is Robert Williams is questionable. Again, you got to check this right before lineup lock and, and monitor the news throughout the day. But if he's not playing and Cantor's going to get some more minutes, then he's the one big that I'm going to target for the Celtics. He's low-priced, and he he already got 20 minutes in the last game. If he gets more than that, you know he's good for a handful of offensive rebounds and putbacks at a minimum. So I like him. And then Hayward is just he, – he's he's too low uh, in terms of price at 4.3. Um, he looks a lot better. He's fully recovered, and I think he'll – be aggressive and and put up some good numbers. So Cantor and Hayward would be the two main plays I would look at for the Celtics. Uh, and no love for Kemba, or just because you kind of like uh, Cantor and Hayward a little bit more? Yeah, I mean Kemba would be the probably the third play. Uh, I do think that he will likely be heavily involved, you know, obviously as the lead point guard. But you know he does have to develop some rhythm with these guys, but. You know, as the point guard, I don't see him being ultra aggressive. It's not like he's going to be playing the bulk of the fourth quarter where he dominates so much during the regular season. I think he might defer a little bit and and try to get the wings involved. So that's why I wouldn't target him as much as I might in the regular season. Yeah, no, I, I'm not knocking it. Um, I'm, I mean, I just ask him just because I think a lot of people, the first thing they think of when they look at this is like you know, jam Kemba in there. So I just wanted to you know take get your take on that and. You know, I liked it. Um, me personally, I, I think I'm gonna avoid the whole uh, the whole front court mess. Even if Canner plays, it's not like we're gonna, you know, it's not a great matchup for him. Vucevic is not a bad defensive center. He's maybe a little underrated, actually. In fact, so um, actually, Magic as a whole, their defense was absolutely phenomenal. It was their backbone last season. So this isn't gonna be necessarily a team that's just gonna be easy to pick on at, at all either. Um, I, you know, the Langford thing, I'm just going to, you know, do the wait and see approach, uh, first game playing a lot of other mouths to feed over there in Boston, a lot of other young mouths to feed over there in Boston, where I'm just not going to go there on this kind of slate. If it was maybe, you know, two or three, I think we, we could take a look, um, but I'm not going to. And then if you want to look at like, for me, I, I kind of like, you know, the guys like Marcus Smart, um, you know, just knowing that he's going to be that primary, uh, ball handler behind Kemba now with uh, Terry Rozier over there in Charlotte. I think that gives him a little added boost that, you know, is enough to kind of push it over the edge for me to have some interest in. But overall, there's not too many people on the whole Boston side of the ball that I'm probably going to get too much exposure to. How about on the flip side, Vucevic, if he's playing against Cantor, do you like him? I think, you know, if you were lined up against Cantor, I'd have some shares of you, Andrew, uh, <laughs> at the end of the day. Um, yeah, definitely, especially after knowing that Aaron Gordon took a pop to the jaw last game. Um, I'm really just not going to expect him to play. I'm sure it's nothing serious. He exited the game, you know, didn't really return. So, um, you know, I'm sure it's not like a broken jaw or anything necessarily, but and after you get popped in the mouth the you know two days prior you don't necessarily need to roll yourself out there again so um i i'm gonna have some shares of vucevic i'm gonna be looking at isaac who's been just balling out uh just showing what he could do they're actually playing him a little bit at the five even so uh for me it's primarily just gonna be vucevic and isaac 
Um, you know, Carter Williams, if we hear if he's starting shooting guard again, I think you can go right back to that well as well. And I think Coach would be a little remiss if I didn't mention Mo Bamba. Um, but obviously you're never going to want to play Bamba with Vucevic because they kind of directly correlate into each other's value. Right. I'm, I'm interested in the bench a little bit. I like Aminu and Fultz. I think Fultz is really thriving so far in that new environment. And, you know, talk about redemption stories like Derrick Rose. It's fun to see him sort of flourish a little bit. And it's early in the preseason, but he's gotten 21 minutes, I think, in both games. He's priced at 4.4. And he's aggressive. He's going to the hole. He's shooting some mid-range shots. So I, I think he's he's feeling good. He's at home. Uh, so I, I look at him a little bit. And Aminu, you know, trying to crack his crack that rotation and solidify his spot in the rotation. So Aminu and Fultz, I, I'd pair them up in a few lineups. I you know what man, I can I could just never comfortably play like Al Farouk Aminu. Uh, he's just <laughs> one of those guys that. You know, you check the box score, you look all the way on the left side of the screen, it says 34 minutes, and then you start, you know, your eyes start scrolling to the right looking at the stats, and you just keep looking for them. Uh, there's just you no don't, you don't know what you're going to see. <laughs> so, I mean, as an overall basketball player, I, I like his game. Uh, for fantasy, he's just a little tough for me. Uh, I do like, uh, you know, the fact that he brought up Fultz. He does look great. He's just getting to wherever he, he needs to on the court. He's showing that athleticism. Um, he's got just fantastic vision, all the good things that, you know, we always wanted to see in him. Obviously his jump shot still looks slightly broken and kind of a little clunky, but, uh, just really happy to see this kid ball. And I like you said, a good redemption story. And I, I think he's going to be a major part of this team's offense this season, like a, a lot more than anybody else anticipated. So I'm really looking forward to watching him. I'm a big Fultz fan. I'm i I'm really rooting for that kid. But, um, as far as, you know, Going out there, I still don't think he's going to play 30 minutes. Um, but 22, he can make some things happen, especially with Aaron. if Aaron Gordon doesn't play. That's a, that's a big chunk of usage that is going to be distributed amongst the, everybody else. And I imagine you know Vucevic already gets his, so he's not going to be a guy, especially in a preseason game, taking a whole lot of more shots. So we're going to be looking for that to get distributed amongst the probably the wings and some of the younger players. Um, you know, like the guy, like I said before, I would expect Isaac and, you know, Fultz probably to be two guys that can benefit off of uh, Gordon being out just for shot attempts wise. Right on. All right. Next game, man. 730 um, start. We got Philadelphia 76ers versus uh, the Charlotte Hornets. So uh, I don't know. Do you have any uh, preference on one of these teams that you'd rather talk about, Andrew? Or do you want to just dive in? No, yeah, not really. I'll I'll start on the Sixers just because one of my favorite parts of the preseason on the show was when you and Coach were talking about Ben Simmons making his first three-pointer, and Coach said that the earth might melt when he did it, and <laughs> thankfully... Well, that's, maybe that's not, maybe that's, where he, that's probably why he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe Texas melted, but <laughs> thankfully we're, we're still here, and maybe it's just because it was against a non-NBA team. Maybe the earth will melt when he hits one against an NBA team in the regular season, but I'm, I'm glad that he's finally attempting them. It's it's good that he got it behind him, and now let's move forward and see if he actually can make it part of his game because he just has to. I mean, he cannot progress through his career with this much athleticism and not develop a shot. So good for him to finally make one, and maybe with that behind him now, he'll be f even more free and he'll go out and, and play really well. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he put up 21, eight and seven. So he's, you know, always a threat for a triple double. And then Matisse Thibel, if you, if you didn't check the box score, look at that stat line in 17 minutes, he went 10, three, two, three, two, you know, he racked up the steals and blocks in college and he, he's starting to do so right here in the preseason. So, you got to get in him in some lineups at his low price tag as well. He's doing his uh, his best AK forty seven impression. Yeah, that's one of my guys back in the day. I mean, fantasy stud Andre Kirilenko. Uh, you know, he's the most sexy unsexy play that you can get, and I used to love taking guys like that. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of right with you. At the end of the day, you know, this team during the regular season is gonna is gonna be star studded. They have a very very strong starting five uh you know ben simmons josh richardson tobias harris al horford joel Embiid. Uh, between those guys 
Um, you know, you're obviously looking at the main two guys being Embiid and Simmons that are going to attract most of the usage. Um, Embiid, from my understanding, uh, will not will not be playing. So he's already been ruled out. So I think um, with that, you can kind of start looking at some of the other options in the front court. Um, Horford, I would probably in the regular season, I would immediately be attracted to him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, you know, mad if you wanted to play him right now. It's just, it's just another veteran guy that doesn't necessarily need to play, but they also might want to try to build some of that continuity because this is something that they're going to face in the regular season is Joel Embiid sitting out 15 to 20 games and Al Horford being their starting center with the rest of these starters. So it's a great matchup for him. Uh, Charlotte, very, very weak in the front court. Um, you know, Cody Zeller, Bismack Biombo, uh, Hernan Gomez, none of these guys, PJ Washington, none of these guys are really blowing out. So um, I think for me, I'm going to, I'm going to probably have like a couple shares of Horford, not too, too much just because I'm still a little iffy on if he's going to play more than 22 minutes. Um, I think that's kind of that, that little ceiling I always look for in preseason is I want to see more than 22. If I can kind of gauge that a guy's going to play more than that, I feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, and then I'm going to be looking at uh, Ben Simmons just because he's always a guy that we want to target when we know um, Embiid's not playing. So that's really all I got for the Philly side. Um, I don't know if you have any interest in Horford either. No, you're right. I, I like that point a lot because, as you said, Embiid is going to rest throughout the season. Horford's going to play the five. So Coach Brown has to look at and, and start to see that on the court and let the guys play through him and It'd be fun to see if they use him in a similar way as Boston did, where he handled the ball a lot at the top of the key. And even if he's not shooting a lot, you can run the offense through him. He can get a bunch of assists. You know he's going to get a bunch of defensive rebounds as well. So, yeah, if he's going to play 22, 24 minutes, I like that play as well. Yeah, and uh, that's all. I think that's all there was really to talk about. Don't you know? You don't really need to get too much here. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be playing Josh Richardson, uh, Tobias Harris. I love Toby. I'm a big Toby and Bobby guy, but um, you know, not during the preseason. These guys are just too established. There's no reason for them to go out there, and it's still they're still going to be competing with shots against other guys. So, uh, moving on the other side of the ball, we look at the Charlotte Hornets, and they're actually on the second half. Um, well, actually, they'll have a day. They'll have a day off in between the back to back. My fault. I was looking at it a little bit, a little bit too quickly, but um, I think for the Hornets, you're, I'm really just looking at two guys. Coach is a big Dwayne Bacon guy. I, I, I'm just not a huge fan of his overall game. I think his his game is just empty. Um, you know, he can he can produce in the scoring column a little bit, but otherwise, it's just you know usually pretty empty rebounds, assists, and defensive stats. Shot three of ten last game. I'm really just gonna be looking at Terry Rozier and Miles Bridges. Um, and then if you wanted to go at PJ Washington, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind it. Uh, he came out and he looked pretty good in that first preseason game, but um, not really going with the Malik Monks of the world. I wouldn't knock you for it. It's not like he's a bad play. I just think that at the end of the day, we'll have a few better plays. Um, I don't think we need to play Marvin Williams. Uh, we already know Nicholas Batum was ruled out uh, with his Achilles soreness. So if that's not more of a reason to be a little bit interested in a guy like Bridges, um, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I, I hear you on that. Those are the guys that I would consider. I like Bacon at, at 4.1. I, I think he's got the size to deal with Philadelphia's size. If there's anybody out there on the wing who's going to be putting up 10-plus shots, he's worth a look. But Rozier has is, is got to be the guy. He's He looks great. He's excited about being the lead man, and I think he's going to continue to try to establish his his spot in the uh, in the league hierarchy here setting the tone he he, he looks aggressive and good so I, I like Rogier yeah I was actually when I played him the other night um, I you know I recommended him the other day and I was getting a little nervous we were almost at halftime and he had like little to no uh, draft gigs points and then yeah, I refreshed it maybe 20 minutes later all of a sudden he was up upwards of the, like the 25 26 mark and I was like you know that, that's that's what you want to see from a guy like him because uh, he's going to have a high usage. So you're hoping that he can get you something by halftime if he's going to be rolling out there at that kind of usage. And, uh, you know, I think that's that's pretty much all we need to you know focus on for that game. There's, like I said, I don't think we need to get too cute with all the other bench guys, seven games on the slate. Uh, I would just jump right over to, um, I believe this is one of your uh, one of your more targeted games, Andrew. I think I feel, I feel like I should just give you this whole block. I'm, I'm going to just kind of chime in a little bit on these guys, but... Take us away. Washington Wizards versus New York Knicks. Uh, how are you feeling on this? 
Yeah, this is one of the two games that I would stack. Um, both teams very poor defensively last year, bottom five in defensive efficiency. So, uh, the, the, and it's a rematch, which is interesting. They played on Monday, 104 to 99. Uh, this one's going to be in New York. I think the Knicks are going to try to impress the crowd. You got to start with R.J. Barrett. He played 39 minutes in that first game. I mean, there's just no way you can't play him. You know, he might be my top play on the slate if he's going to play that much. Plus, the the talk throughout the draft process was how much he wanted to be in New York and how excited he is. So he's going to want to put on a show for the home crowd. Uh, Morris, I, I want to play Morris because he, I think he's feeling the attention of you know, spurning the Spurs and then the ejection in game one. So I think, and he even put up decent numbers in his 19 minutes. So I think he's going to come out and play well. And all of the starters played over 24 minutes. Well, except for Morris who got the ejection. So I, I, I would look to stack all of them or, you know, three or four of them at least. Um, I, I'm going to play, you know, some lineups with Morris and then some with Knox, because Knox played the 29 minutes when Morris was out. So I'm not going to play them together, but play three of the four, three or four starters together. Then with Washington, that's a little bit interesting. You know, definitely not going to play Beal if he's only going to play 16 minutes, especially with a high price tag. I'm interested more in those mid-range guys. Rui, uh, 4.7K. I love his stroke, his game. I just can't wait to watch him develop. I, I've heard you mention on a previous show that McCray, you know, you like him as a gunner, and I completely agree. So I'm looking at him. Admiral Schofield is one of my favorite rookies. He he didn't shoot well against the Knicks, but came back in the next game and put up good numbers. So those are a few of the guys I'm going to look at with the Wizards. Yeah, I think um, I think all good calls. You know, Beal sat out uh, – their last preseason game wasn't against an NBA team. I think uh, both Beal and Ishmith both sat out that game. Um, Ian Mahini, uh, Isaiah Thomas, obviously John Wall will all continue to be out for them. Um, Troy Brown, I believe, is still wish- listed as questionable. So um, for me, a lot more of my attention, I think, is you said it perfectly earlier, is going to be on the Knicks. Um, I'm going to have a ton of interest in R.J. Barrett. Just the fact they played 39 minutes, a rookie, um, me and coach mentioned this before, Andrew, I'm sure you probably feel the same way. And we don't care about field goal percentage during uh, daily fantasy sports. So let him shoot as bad as he wants. He's a guy that's going to get you points. He's going to get you rebounds. He's going to get you assists. Uh, all those will be extremely valuable. And if he's going to play even 26 to 28 minutes, uh, we'd cash out and be happy. And I, I think the other way I'm going to go with it is I'm going to play a little bit of Alfred Payton. Um, it looks like he's slowly gaining the starting uh, point guard job over there in New York. And for him to continue to roll with it, he's just got to keep showing out. Um, and he's a guy that, you know, real-life basketball player, really not that good, not a good shooter, um, not that great on defense. But he is a guy that can produce kind of just like we were talking about R.J. Barrett in multiple ways So for uh, daily fantasy. So I'm going to have my interest mostly in those two guys. Um, you know, I, I'm never going to knock people if they want to play Mitchell Robinson. He's a guy that could just get it done um, in limited minutes. And in the preseason is when, you know, that's kind of what we're targeting, uh, guys like Mitchell Robinson, who is not afraid to foul out because he's only going to play 20 minutes anyway and go block crazy. So I, I'm, I'm going to have a little interest in them. Um, uh, t- on the other side, Thomas Bryant, I think, is always in play. He had a pretty good game last game. Um, and then Rui. Uh, that's it. I'm not really going to be targeting Beal. I'm not really going to be targeting anybody in the backcourt or on the wing. It's, it's front court or nothing for me for the Wizards. But this is a game that we're going to want some shares in. It should be fairly good paced. Uh, both teams kind of stink, so I'd expect it to just kind of stay close. It's not like they're really going to you know, be too overly competitive regardless, but um, it's something that I think we can benefit from uh, with like a little mini game stack. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, and you know, keep an eye. I know you mentioned Knox. He's, he is currently questionable. He uh, was limited in practice due to a calf strain. Wouldn't be shocked to see him sit. Um, I believe Bobby Portis is also going to be questionable. Um, and that was with his rib injury that he's been dealing with as well. So if we get word that, you know, Bobby Portis is playing, I'll probably, you know, ease off the front court over there in New York a little bit more just because there's so many guys, man. I don't know. You know, they're saying Morris is primarily going to be on the wing, and that's kind of Knox's position. But 
at the end of the day, these guys are going to be mix and match. Sometimes they're going to be playing power fours. Sometimes we're going to see him go small ball center with Julius Randle. So, yeah, it, there's so many things that they can do with their 19 power forwards that I just don't, I, you know, I don't want anything to do with it when they're all healthy. Yeah, I agree. Definitely got to check the news on Portis and Knox. And if they're in, yeah, I'm not going to play as much Randall. But if they're out, I like Randall Robinson and Peyton in some of those mini game stacks. Perfect, man. And I mean, we only got what two games left on the slate. We're we're cruising, man. Yes, sir. Uh, we're cruising right now. So you know, before we get to uh, you know our second to last game, I just wanted to give another shout out to the guys over at Fantasy Draft, man. Uh, our presenting sponsor. They're the guy. They're the reason why this podcast is free. Why you can sit here and hear mine and Andrew's uh, obnoxious voices on your way to work in the morning, or maybe at the gym when you're working out. Uh, it's because these guys are awesome over there. They're the only pre- they're the only uh, you know presenting fantasy or daily fantasy site that offers rake free uh, you know sports. And this is this is one thing that you know the rest of the industry is behind on. They're behind the eight ball. You're going to slowly see them try to catch up, but by then, uh, fantasy drafts going to be running away with it. So you know, uh, go over there if you haven't already. Uh, you know, give it a shot. The you know the the trials free seven days free. Type in promo code uh, hoopball. H O O P B A L L, and you guys will be able to try that for free for a week. And you know, send me a heads up if you want. I'd love to play with you guys. I'm sure Andrew wouldn't mind playing a, a little football action with you guys if you want over there. Um, I don't know, Andrew. Do you do do you do DFS football at all? Yes, sir. All right. So yeah, yeah. And, hey, Andrew would like to play over there, uh, <laughs> and it, it would be a good time, guys. So uh, get ready. You know, build your small little bankroll now. That way, you have a little bit to mess around with once the NBA season comes. Because uh, we plan on doing this, continuing to do this uh, every single night, and you know, we want to win you guys some money. So get that bankroll ready. You know, again, you can always find us if you're on any of the major. Uh, you know, places you can hear podcasts, whether it's, you know, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, uh, subscribe, like five stars. Uh, we're all over the place, guys. Um, we'd really appreciate it. It means a lot to us. So Jazz Pelicans. Which side you want, Andrew? Let me look at the uh, Pelicans a little bit. This is the other game I've got sort of a dotted circle around as a potential game stack but it would be a little bit different stack for me than say the wizards knicks on this one if rudy gobert is playing then i might look to stack him alone with a few of the pelicans zion has just been phenomenal i mean 12 for 13 on national television so he is getting pricey at 8.2 but he would be involved in a lot of my contests and i like pairing him with ball and then Nikhil Alexander-Walker, what a great stroke. Um, he's got length. I mean, I think he's going to keep pushing for minutes, and he belongs in that rotation. So those three I'm interested in. Drew Holiday looked a little bit out of sorts to me against Chicago, so I might play a couple lineups with him. you got to figure he'll bounce back. I don't know what was going on with him, but maybe being back in New Orleans, he'll be, he'll get back on track. So. Those guys, and then I got to mention Jackson Hayes. He, he played five minutes in their first game, then didn't play at all in the second game. I, I was surprised about that. I thought they'd want to give him a chance to play on national television, but he didn't. And so he's one of the ones I I would shy away from playing unless I heard some news that hey, you know, we're going to give him some run here at home um, because if he can get in there for fourteen to sixteen minutes. Uh, he can really pile up the stats quickly. Yeah, man. I was a little shocked about that too, but I guess our, uh, our guy over there, Nicolo Melli, is kind of forcing the question if, if whether or not Hayes is going to even be on the, in the rotation once the year starts. And honestly, it, it doesn't look like he will. It looks like that Melli's, Melli's slowly taking that last kind of uh, that last spot down. Okafor um, is actually listed as questionable, though. So if Okafor sits, I think that is the perfect time to take a look at Jackson Hayes. So I'm glad that you brought him up. Um, you know, right now it's it's a right knee contusion, but we've seen Okafor already kind of look good in preseason. He's already played enough where you know sitting him wouldn't you know be devastating for for the Pelicans. They kind of already know what they have in Joel Okafor right now, and he's just the backup center. So um, you know, Favors is another guy that we could look at going against his former team right now. Um, Maybe there's a little bit of motivation in there. It's just a preseason game, but 
Um, it's a little risky when you talk about a guy like Derek Favors, where he's always kind of injury uh, ridden. He's always kind of hampered by something. He was been dealing with a sore hamstring over the past week. Looks like he's good and healthy, but I, I just never feel confident in knowing he's going to get like 20 minutes or more. So he'd be strictly GPP. Uh, Zion's probably going to be extremely heavily owned. Um, he definitely got a price increase. He's 8,200 now on DraftKings. So when you're talking about you know prices just in general on the slate. Uh, you know, he's fourth. He's, 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 you know, one spot behind Doncic, uh, you know, Embiid and, and Giannis. So I'm, I'm probably going to fade Zion just knowing that it's going to be tough for him after, after seeing him get, actually get measured, what was it? Six, six or six, seven going against the stifle tower. And then inside looking at where, you know, 12 for 13, all of his shot attempts, all 13 of them coming within a foot of the rim is going to be a lot harder to do in a guy like Rudy Gobert. So um, I, again, I, I'm not going to knock if you want to play Zion just because we know what he's going to do pretty much when it comes to his athleticism and his usage on this team. He's going to be heavily involved. He should continue to be. Um, but I just think that I'll let somebody else do it. I think that'll probably be one of my pivots, kind of get off of him um, and separate myself that way in these GPPs. Anybody else you like on on the Jazz side? Nah, not really, man. It's tough. Uh, a lot of this backcourt is kind of hurt with Exum, Moutier. And then, you know, me and Coach kind of hit on this the other night. It's 90% of this team was playing in FIBA. So I'd rather just kind of, you know, take the wait and see or fade approach on a lot of these FIBA guys unless we hear a little bit more. Um, so I, I'm really okay with them. Um, maybe if you wanted to take a couple stabs at, like, you know, Mitchell or Conley just because we know that they're going to have an increased usage. Uh, even if they play 18 to 20 minutes, those are guys that, you know, can drop 18 to 20 points in that in that time span. So uh, I'm, I'll fade the whole Tony Bradley, uh, Ed Davis backup center thing right now. I'm, I'm okay with that. I just don't think either one of them has enough upside for it. Um, that's pretty much it, man. I don't, I don't think we need to really go anywhere else with those guys. It's just they're deep, and they all played a lot over summer. Yeah, that, that Bradley 30-point night was could be a one-hit wonder. <laughs> and, of course, it only came because Gobert was out. So, yeah, I agree. Other than Gobert, I'm not really interested in the Jazz uh, for the Friday night game. Yeah, and I think uh, Ed Davis also was in a little bit of foul trouble that game as well. Um, you know, Ed Davis is the guy that they brought in to be the backup center. Bradley's always been just like a, a quiet double-double machine when we know that Gobert is out, but he's playing, so I don't think we need to go there. I, I think that's... Especially in preseason, you could be you can get a real edge on who you're fading in preseason. Um, a lot of people just box score chase. They go back, they'll look at the box score and see this guy, you know, did well and got decent minutes, and then they're gonna, you know, think it's gonna happen again. Uh, there's always a tail to the tape, though. We have to figure out why this guy got minutes, and you hit it on the head. And uh, we're on to our final game, Andrew. This is the last game, man. Uh, Milwaukee, Dallas, uh, two teams with just gonna be league pass teams for me. Um, I'm really excited to watch both these teams. Two of my favorite players in the NBA will be in this game. So, um, you know, I don't know if you want to start us off, Andrew. What are you feeling? Uh, Bucks, Dallas, who would you like to talk about first? I'll chat about Dallas. Um, I guess coaches are expert on the Mavs. He's close to the scene down there, and he's warned us all throughout the, pre throughout the preseason that they don't play heavy minutes. Um, so you got to tread lightly, but – Luca looked excellent in his 28 minutes, so he's going to be in some lineups for me. You know, wait and see if we get any more indication about Porzingis and if he plays how much. Boban, I, I don't know if he's one of your favorites. He is one of my favorite NBA players. Oh, he's, are you kidding me, Andrew? I know, I know you haven't been following me long. If you're going to say that, no, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I'm just breaking this. I'm a, I'm a massive Bobby fan. Toby Bobby, oh man. I, the guy's just – I love his game. I mean, he's only played 9 and 12 minutes so far. He's – I mean, I don't even need to look at the numbers. You talk about points per minute. Guy's through the roof. And not only does he pile up the stats quickly, I just – I love watching him and appreciating the fact that he's that big and he's that skilled. He can pass. His free throws great. He, he, he gave us his first three of the preseason the other night, so – Boban, if there's a chance he's going to play, he's definitely in at least one of my lineups. And then Tim Hardaway, you know, he's another guy trying to earn some minutes. And when he started in the preseason, he didn't have a good game. But he, the last game that he played 24 minutes, he went for 17-1-3. So I like, I like Hardaway. 
Yeah, it's that it's that you know second bench unit, uh, you know second unit bench. Um, gets a lot of the shots up when you got Porzingis and Doncic in that starting lineup. So he's it's kind of hard when you start if you're starting along those guys to kind of you know get anything. Uh, but yeah, man, whenever you get a second, go on YouTube, watch some Toby and Bobby. I don't know if you know much about their backgrounds. Those are two of my favorite players, Tobias Harris and Boban. Those guys have been best friends uh, basically since they, for years now, they kind of been going from team to team with each other right. for a while now. It's still, you know, started Clippers, then Detroit, and then they went over to Philly a little bit. So uh, they actually have like a little spin-off show where they just kind of run around and just do stupid stuff together. They're just best friends. And I, I, I literally love watching those guys. So it just makes me feel all like happy and giggly on the inside when I watch them. So, um, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I, I wouldn't mind shares. Of, I mean, even during the regular season, if you tell me Boban's getting 14 minutes, I think he's in play. Yes. Uh, it's just he's a fantastic point-per-minute producer, uh, you know, big monster. Nobody can on this court will even be able to stand near him. Uh, it makes Giannis look small, basically. The guy's, the guy's huge. Even I don't know if you saw the little take the other day when, when they were about to play the Thunder and Steven Adams found out that he was going to have – he didn't know Boban was playing for Dallas, and he found out that he was going to have to go against him. And he, he started laughing. He was like, he's going to crush me. I need to go back to the weight room. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, All of a sudden, he, got, he was feeling sick, and he decided, maybe I don't want to play tonight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I, I'm, I'm going to kind of just – Stick with the nuts and bolts here. I'm going to be looking at Luca. Um, Porzingis, coach loved him last. Uh, you know, I'll give him credit. Porzingis did have a great game. My, the one thing that I'm afraid of is the minutes, and that kind of showed. He only played about 19 minutes, while Doncic played 28. So I'm I'm going to continue just to kind of stay away from Porzingis until we see the minutes get up there. I think once the regular season comes and the games matter a little bit more, um, I'll I'll be a little bit more heavily invested in Porzingis. Big fan of. Those two playing alongside of each other, I'm really excited. Uh, but for me, it's gonna be Luca and you know Dwight. Uh, Dwight Powell is questionable. If we hear that he's ruled out, I'm gonna have some some shares of uh, Maxi Kleber too. That's it, man. For me, um, Dal- how, about, how about for the Bucks? The Bucks, man. Uh, I think we have. I think we actually have some some options that we can go with here. So for me, I'm gonna have um, some shares of Frank Mason. He's gonna be one of my value plays. I'm gonna be targeting. Just seeing that Bledsoe uh, aggravated or. Um, hurt his oblique he strained it so there's not a chance that he plays sterling brown um, i know that he's kind of been uh you know resting a little bit he did not play last game he should play this one so for me i think frank mason and sterling brown are two guys that are going to get some extra run uh fly under the radar both be very good value plays Giannis is always in play uh, just a, a massive beast and especially without Bledsoe playing a cup we could see some ball handling responsibilities uh, shift his way a little bit more now so for me those three guys are going to be my main targets it would be you know Mason and Brown some good GPP value if you wanted to take a shot on one of them and then Giannis you could play you know GPP cash regardless either one um, I'm fine with them yeah I, I like the Mason call if Bledsoe's out Giannis is Giannis is Giannis. I was tracking him in the last game at halftime. He had 41.5 DraftKings points. So just outstanding. And it's a little bit scary to say, but Bender actually looks like a little bit of a different player than we saw in Phoenix. He's hustling all over the place. He's stroking it. Um, two good games in a row. Not getting big minutes, but again, 15-20 lineups. I'll have him in one. Yeah, and I you know, he's a guy that when he was over there in Phoenix and the, we, if we knew, uh, you know, Aiton was sitting, he, he was a good point per minute guy. Uh, he's not afraid to shoot. He's, he's big enough where he, he can easily get you a double-double. But, uh, you know, with everybody else in that front court, I know I'll, I'm, I'm probably just going to shy away. I don't think we need to go there. I'm not going to knock you for it. Um, but I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'll let you have your bender shares, I think, on that one, Andrew. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I've I've never had many Bender shares, but maybe one <laughs> tonight. Hey, man, hey, listen. Uh, the best part about doing this with multiple people, you know, between me, you, and Coach, is that we all have different views. We're not always going to agree, and that I think that's great for the listeners, where they can kind of get a different mindset and a different angle on all these guys, and kind of see how. Uh, the different perspectives that we have on them. You know, why we like them, why we don't. Um, you have your reasons for liking them. I just 
think he's dragon bender so i'm not gonna like him um uh, can't, can't blame you for that <laughs> but uh you know i i just think with you know robin lopez and brooke lopez them playing them next to each other at some points even now one at power forward and one at center um you know Giannis just being there still healthy if, you know maybe if Giannis was out i think that's the right time to take a look at bender um but you know with all those guys that could just kind of jumble around in the front court i think i'll just take a back seat on and let you have your shares but i think that's uh that's it, man. I think we just cranked through seven games, and you know I'm not gonna. I got to check our time. I think we did so. Yeah, under 50 minutes, seven games, man. I think we cruised right through that. Uh, again, you know, a uh, big thank you for our presenting sponsors over there at Fancy Draft, and you know, thank you, Coach, man. Uh, you know, he's taking the night off right now. Um, you know, I get to sit here with you, Andrew. So, uh, you know, again, go follow Andrew if you haven't already. Uh, his name's Andrew Hansen. The guy's a genius. Um, also does a lot of other broadcasting. You know, just before you got on, Andrew, you're doing a little bit of a soccer game. But uh, at Language Olympic, L-A-N-G-U-A-G-E-O-L-Y-M-P-I-C. Uh, I'm at Mike Patra, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And then don't forget to follow our other guy over here, Joe uh, Sarvati. It's at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Uh, follow our hoopball blurbs. Keep an eye on them for that, uh, you know, up to game time locks. We're going to be kind of pumping out some news, some information. We're going to give you a little bit of analysis on every single one of them. So, you know, definitely follow us over there if you're, if you're kind of wondering who's going to be, uh, you know, playing, who's not playing. Uh, you'll kind of also see us, you know, retweeting and giving our spins as lineups are coming, you know, and approaching. Uh, it's kind of harder sometimes. Like, you know, we record this the day prior. So if you kind of reached out to me, uh, you know, closer to that 10 o'clock time, it was a little tough for me to get any responses out, you know, just kind of getting my lineups figured out. And then also knowing that we're going to be doing this pod. I also had to get ready for this as well and get all of my information all set. So I apologize if you did reach out to me and I, uh, and I wasn't able to get to them. Uh, but that's kind of why we got three guys over here. So if one of us can't just shoot it to all three and, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully one of us can get to you, Andrew, any last, uh, any parting words on your first show, man? I think, I think we crushed it. Yeah. Thanks. It was a pleasure to do it with you. Can't wait till the next one, but you're right. Uh, just check for news. Follow Hoopball Fantasy. It's tough to get information, but you know you can also go to the team sites. They are starting to post the lineups. At least you know the starters half hour ahead of time, and and some of these teams are actually mentioning a day or two early who's out. So just check Twitter all the way up until lineup lock. And uh, like I said, it was a pleasure, Mike. Can't wait until we do it again. All right, man. Uh, again, thank you for joining us, guys. Uh, we will catch you next time. There'll be another show tomorrow night. Um, I believe I will be on with Coach, and then I get a day off, man. And then you're going to be back on here with Coach uh, over the weekend. So uh, we're going to be busy. Um, you're going to guys. You guys are going to get to hear about Andrew a little bit more. I'm sure Coach will probably get a little bit more into it. Uh, but I had a great time, man. I'm looking forward to doing some more podcasts with you. I'm looking forward to winning some people some money. Uh, so from us over here at Hoopball, from uh, I, Michael Patra, Andrew Hansen, Language Olympic, uh, we're going to catch you guys later, guys. Take care, everyone. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.